This is episode 37 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast, and I am Kim McLaughlin, your host. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating and overdieting. I am a licensed psychotherapist, motivational coach. I am a speaker and an author, and I come to you each week on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today, we're talking about new year, new mindset. We're still in that start of the year period where there's still a lot of information about dieting out there, and we're going to talk more about dieting and what you can do differently because if you come into this new year with the same mindset about food that you had last year, you're going to do the same things, and I want to offer you some different ideas about food, dieting, body image, and and really how to manage your emotions and have this really sense of wellness for yourself. Today, I am using a community call that I had previously that was really um, something that was so helpful to my listeners that I wanted to share it with all of you. And it'll sound a little differently than I sound right now, but... um, A lot of the information, actually all of the information is super helpful and super important. The takeaways you'll get are going to be strategies to engage in a new mindset. We're going to talk about how deprivation and rebellion go together and why losing weight is never good enough. I share a lot of stories in here and it's a really good audio for you to listen to and at the end there is a opportunity to have a free breakthrough session with me. I know that I offered it on my community call but I wanted to offer it to all of you on my podcast so there will be a link in the show notes for you to have a free breakthrough session with me to talk about what is coming up for you and what might be some strategies for you to engage in. So please Take me up on that and schedule that call today. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hi, everyone. This is Kim McLaughlin of FeedYourSoulUnlimited.com. And I want to welcome you to our monthly end emotional eating teleclass. And I, what I do is I help people move from feeling fear and feeling anxiety around food and weight to feeling more peaceful and to feel more freedom around food. And I am so glad you're here today. I have some great topics and, and things we need to just really talk about because It's that time of year. It is the beginning of a new year. And I always like to talk about dieting around the beginning of the new year because that shows up as a concern for people, a problem, and and really feeling bombarded by the, the media and people talking about wanting to lose weight. And as you know, I've been talking about over October, November, December, about the buildup of feeling out of control with food, feeling concerned and and just um, scared because there's a lot of there was a lot of food around October, November, December, and then what happens is is that we overeat, and I did indulge just like I think a lot of you have, and 
I, but what I'm diff, what's different for me now is that I indulge because I choose to and know that it's not part of my normal plan of eating and that I get right back into eating in a way that really serves my body and, and um, not dieting. And so what I wanted to just talk about this year or this, um, this year, this time of year is all of the advertisements that are out there about dieting, all the New Year's Eve diets. So, you know, with over the holidays, people overeat. Maybe you did that. And with the intention that the first of the year I'll get on track, the first of the year I'll go on that diet, the first of the year I'll lose 20 pounds in a month or in two months. And there's a lot of motivation at the start of the year for a diet and for restriction. And I want to talk about a different way of living because it's really what you hear about is wanting to lose weight, wanting to be a certain number on the scale, stopping eating, stop eating the foods that you like, get all the foods out of your cupboard that are bad foods. I want to bring up an idea of doing it differently this year. And I've been reflecting on all the diet um, information that's out there, and there's a lot this year, like just every other year, and I'm not going to go into certain weight loss centers or what they're doing, but there's just a lot of information out there. And what I've noticed is that what they show is that when we're losing weight or when we're at goal weight, they'll show a picture of somebody smiling, somebody, and, and the intention is to say that they're happy. And what they'll show the before picture is always somebody looking not so good. And they look unhappy or upset. And the idea is, kind of the subtle message is that when you're, I like to say, quote, unquote, overweight, when you're a weight that you don't like, you are sad and you're upset. And then they show the after picture of when you're at a weight that you like, you're happy and fulfilled. And the underlying message is that we're unhappy when we're larger, when we're larger than whatever that's supposed to be is, whatever we think that is. And we're happy when we are at that weight. And I want you to start considering today, right now, to challenge that mindset and to think about the idea that that mindset comes from dieting. And that's why I've talked about today's, our topic is um, about ditching the diet mindset, ditch the diet. And I want you to think about how diets have failed you, how diets have not done what they're supposed to do. And yes, you have heard me right. Dieting has failed you. You didn't fail the diet. And that's what we always think is that I failed my diet. I wasn't successful. It was all my fault. And that's actually the strategy of the dieting industry is to have you feel that it's your fault if it doesn't work. But if it did work, we wouldn't be having to be on a diet again. If it really worked, we wouldn't have to keep doing it. And remembering the dieting industry is a business. And it's actually a very large business. I I looked it up. It's a a $20 billion industry. $20 billion with a B. Dollar industry. 
And, and it really includes things like all the weight loss books, the weight loss programs, dieting the drugs, the dieting pills, the dieting supplements, and it also includes weight loss surgery. That is a lot of money spent, $20 billion every year spent on weight loss equipment, weight loss things, weight loss food. And they wouldn't have, it wouldn't keep being such a large number, a large industry, if it really didn't work over the long haul. And also if it worked, you wouldn't be listening to me now. You wouldn't be on this call listening about why we want to dish the mindset, dish the diet. If, you, if the diets really worked, you wouldn't have to be on one anymore, right? The ones that you've been on or the one that you've been on would have worked and you'd be done. There are actually reasons why diets fail you. You didn't fail the diet. Because dieting focuses on deprivation. And I know that just like you know that, like eating less food, eating only certain foods that are on the list, or eating only foods in certain combinations, not eating certain forbidden foods. And what happens is is that those forbidden foods are the ones that we actually begin to crave as time goes on because we say we can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't have it. And as you start saying I can't have it, what happens is, is we actually focus on it more, right? When we think about what we can't have, we think, well, you can't tell me I can't have that or, or I really want it because I can't have it. And so those forbidden foods end up being the ones that you crave and notice when they're around and notice actually when they're not around and also really feel out of control with them. Like you can't have them and not eat them. And what happens is, is when they're forbidden, they become, they, they, they seem special. And when they're special, we really, really, really want them. So we then look at certain foods because we really want them. And, and everybody has their certain trigger foods. Not everybody has the same foods. Sometimes they're sweet foods, sometimes they're salty foods, sometimes they're starchy foods, sometimes they're fatty foods. Everybody's foods are different. And I want you to consider whether you set yourself up to have these foods be bad foods. And that's where diets fail you is that when we have foods that are bad foods, then we want them even more. And when we have good foods, the quote-unquote, I call quote-unquote bad foods, quote-unquote good foods, is the good foods aren't necessarily the ones that we want. You know, I've never met anybody who said they craved uh, carrots, right? We crave other things. We crave what we think are bad foods. And then we have the secret desire to have these things that we, that we think we can't have. So that is a challenge for us to begin to start looking at foods as as food and not good and not bad, just food. Hi everyone, this is Kim and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. And that's why I wanted us to talk a little bit today about how to stop that dieting, stop that dieting mentality, and moving into more eating in a way that's more intuitive, 
that's more in touch with our body, that, that recognizes what we really need and doesn't tell us what we can and can't eat, but a way of eating, a style of eating that allows us to eat in a way that satisfies our body, eat in a way that gives us the fuel to do the things that we need to do. So what I thought of we would talk about today that, that I always want you to have a takeaway. When we come to these calls, I, my intention is always is that you'll have something to do when you leave the call, something to think about differently. And one of the things I want you to think about differently, or I encourage you to, is to think about whether diets, how to have diets failed you and really think back on what diets have you been on, what's happened when you've been on them what's worked and what didn't. These are actually questions I ask of my private clients of, of all of these um, ideas of diets is, is that what's worked and what hasn't to really get in, in acceptance that diets haven't worked for you. And those are some questions. Maybe I'll post them on our, uh, the page that has this link for this um, audio. I'll post some questions for you to consider about diets and, and a way for you to consider have diets worked for you or not. What we then need to do is think about strategies to stop dieting and to eat intuitively. And I came up with three. There's so many of them. I came up with three today that I wanted to go over with you so that, that you had something to do, to do differently and to think differently about dieting and about food. The first thing I want you to think about, this is a strategy actually, is to think about what dieting means to you. Or actually, what is your definition of a diet? I've found that I, I, as I've been doing this work for these years that I've been doing it, I find that everybody has a different definition of what's a diet. And I think it's important to determine when would you know if you're on a diet? When would you know if you're eating in a way that feels like that old dieting mindset that we just talked about that doesn't work? And if it did work, we wouldn't have to keep doing it. For me, dieting is anything or any time I feel deprived. And that to me is individual. For it, to me, it's individual about what feels depriving to me. What I know for me and for other people that I work with actually is that the feeling of deprivation leads to rebellion, which leads to overeating. Think about that. Deprivation, which to me means not being allowed to eat the things I want to eat, not being allowed to eat when I, I need to eat, and that makes me feel rebellious. And, and I'll often talk to people about it. You know, we will then think, well, you can't tell me what to do, you know, and we'll say that basically to ourselves because we bought into this diet mindset. You can't tell me what to do. And then once we start on down that road of rebellion and saying that we can't be told what to do, we then start overeating. We start craving something and eating it, not necessarily in that moment, but sometimes it comes up much later. So it could be in that moment you do something to distract or something to do, you know, go a different way. And then ends up showing up later on where you go, oh, what the heck, I'm just going to have it, and you just eat. Another way to find out about whether it's 
deprivation is actually let me let me backtrack a little bit what's happened today more than ever is that dieting has been disguised as healthy eating oh it's a healthy eating plan and we all go oh well that's nice that's what i want i want a healthy eating plan and once again what is healthy eating to you and once again, every one of us are different about what that looks like. Some people say healthy eating is no food out of a box, that that just doesn't, the box food doesn't work. Other people say, well, you know, the box food's fine, just eat when I'm hungry, stop when I'm full. Others, it can be meat, it can be dairy, it can be dairy because it doesn't work for their body. Um, and and so and uh, me what I've come up with actually about what to me is my healthy eating is I have a majority of my meals are vegetables so uh, that and what I find I was thinking about that this morning this morning when I was at the gym because over the holidays I I didn't have as many vegetables as I normally have with my meals and I was working out last week, and I found that I felt sluggish, and I wasn't as energized or feeling as fit as I normally do. And so last week would have been the first week of the new year. And I exercised over the holidays. That wasn't the problem. So it wasn't for the lack of, of going to the gym. But I could feel a little heaviness within me. And it was because I wasn't eating as many vegetables. And that's what I realized this morning. It's like, because this morning's workout, I felt great. Like, I had a lot of energy. I could do the, the moves. I could um, get more winded in a good way. And I felt better. And I noticed that it was because I've been back to eating more vegetables than I had over the holiday time. And that just makes me feel better and it makes me feel stronger. That to me was my definition for myself of healthy eating. When what I encourage you to do, one strategy for you to do as you leave this call today is to ask yourself about what food you eat and what is your plan about food. And are you ending up feeling deprived? Are you feeling restricted? Are you feeling like you have a lot of can'ts? I can't have this, I can't have that, I can't have this, I can't have that. And what can happen in those situations is that you can end up thinking constantly or a lot about food. I had a situation when I was on a diet um, a long time ago that I, one of the things we were told was that you had a certain amount of food you can eat and when you're done with it, you're done. And what they had said was is at, um, in the evening, if you're with the food, you can't eat anymore and that you should just go to bed. Well, it was 7 o'clock and I was physically hungry. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I am not going to bed at 7 o'clock. That is not my normal bedtime. And I'm hungry. I'm going to eat food because my body is telling me I am physically hungry. It's time to eat food. And if it wasn't on the plan, it wasn't on the plan. But it was partly what I had was a struggle with, well, but they told me to go to bed and not to eat, but I'm really hungry. And so I decided to eat because that's what you do when you're hungry. 
is we eat. Also, I have a lot of, uh, if you've ever signed up for my top tips to end emotional eating, I'd, I'd really recommend you go back to look at that. It's a free uh, tool that I hand out on, from my website, FeedYourSoulUnlimited.com. But that helps you look at hung, being hungry and being full and, and logging or looking at what time of day you eat, um, what types of food you eat to get in an idea of what your rhythm is so that you can know whether you are overeating or whether you're truly hungry. And, and I love that tool for that for just that reason. So we want to go back to eating when we're hungry and stopping when we're full. So the first strategy is to determine what dieting means to you and what's your definition of it. Second strategy, at this time of year, often what we're focused uh, on a lot is our weight and that feeling bad. I want to lose, you know, what's your New Year's resolution? And I want to lose a certain amount of weight. I want to be at a certain goal weight. And that becomes a goal for the start of the new year. You start talking about, people start talking about how much weight they've lost, how much they need to lose, and really becoming excited about it at the very start of the year. And then that wanes over time. I've done that for years and years and years and years. And I don't do that anymore. What happens is, is what I know is that when we focus on the weight, how much we weigh, we end up feeling bad about ourselves and upset. And even if we're losing weight or releasing weight, it becomes a thought about the number. And my experience is that when I lost weight, if I didn't lose enough, I was upset. And I would rarely lose enough each week for me to feel like I was really excited. Uh, I would be upset with myself if I lost only a quarter pound or only a half a pound, or if I stayed the same, I was upset. I would only be happy and feel fulfilled and satisfied if I'd lost a lot more, which is, un you can't maintain that. And then it makes us focus ultimately on our body and feeling bad about our body. Remember what I talked about at the beginning of the call is those um, pictures of people being upset when they're larger, or what they think is larger, and happy when they're smaller. I want to encourage you to think about how you can release the idea of making weight your focus. I challenge you and encourage you to start looking at eating in a more intuitive way and focusing off of the weight, focusing on your eating and eating intuitively and have that be your measure of success. And so what you're probably asking is, so Kim, what is eating intuitively? What is that? And that's our third strategy today that I want to go over. Uh, and, and I'm going to give you a brief description of it, but it will give you some ideas and, and, and things to think about, about what it is to eat intuitively. So eating intuitively is eating with a connection with what your body needs, and, and what your body really wants. It's really what your body is asking for. And people can get scared with that because they're concerned that they can't tell what their body wants and that their body won't tell them. And it's not your body that's, that is not telling you correctly what you need and want. It's actually the emotional, the emotional eating, the emotional hunger that gets you off track. 
Pure physical hunger won't lead you astray. Pure physical hunger tells you what your body wants. Pure physical hunger, you eat when you're hungry. You stop when you're full, just like what children do. Children have done it for forever, and we all most likely did that when we were children, uh, up until probably a certain age, and where we ate when we were hungry and stopped when we were full. Think about little kids. They're the candy on the table. They eat a little piece, and they move on, and they never think about it again. That's what I'm talking about for us. That's intuitive eating. And what happens is we have this emotional hunger is what drives us to overeat and to focus on foods and to feel um, that compelled feeling, that obsessive thoughts about eating foods that don't really serve us. Those are those foods that um, you might call your binge foods. For me, emotional eating, one of the ways it shows up for me is in the afternoon about wanting sweet foods. And what I have found is that that would be my time, especially when I was working a regular job, I would want sweets in the afternoon. And what I noticed was that I would veer towards those sweets every afternoon without pause. And what I found is that once I started to ask myself, what's going on, Kim, that you want this sweet food this time of day? I began to connect with the emotions and what was going on for me about how I felt upset about my job and how I needed a change. And once I started to check in with what those emotions were telling me, I could make a change and then food was fine. I wasn't craving it. I didn't have that emotional hunger. So eating intuitively means paying attention to the physical signs and noticing if there are any emotional signs coming up the emotional signs that can lead us to wanting to overeat. And what we can do rather than, uh, what we can do to take care of those emotions is once notice them and name them. And then find some form of self-care that will help you manage those feelings, right? Find some self-care, notice the feelings, name them, find the self-care. What is it that will help take care of you? For me, part of it for the job was just noticing that I was, eating sweets in the afternoon when I wasn't hungry, that I would notice that I was upset about my work, and, and that gave me the opportunity to then say, well, what do I need to do differently? How do I need to take care of this so that I'm not eating over my feelings? In the end, to end this call, I want you to think about how you can start this year differently, how to ditch the diet, how to let go of restriction, and begin to eat intuitively. I know this was a half-hour call. There was a lot of things I've talked about it, but I'm confident that, th- that you can go away with one takeaway for yourself. Because I know you're on this call because you know dieting doesn't work for you, and you want something different. And I know that because I've been there, and I know what the frustration is this time of year, and I want to hold out hope for you that there is things that you can do differently. And and that you can do this. I know it. And just start doing any one of the things we've talked about on this call can start you in a different direction, can start you with a different relationship for, with food. I know it's doable. I've seen it with my clients. I've seen it with myself. And there's a way out. So what I want to offer you if you're on this call is to offer you a free breakthrough session over the phone with me for free. 45 minutes, you and me discussing what you need. You're, you're on this call because you're concerned about what's going on. You're concerned about 
food, you're concerned about dieting, let's just talk about it and let's see what individually for you could work. I really hope you take me up on my offer. Um, I hope that you've also signed up for the top tips to end emotional eating on my website, feedyoursoulunlimited.com. It really does, those tips work. They really do. And you come to a call with me, a free call with me, and let's talk about what, how to integrate it, how to make it work for you. I hope you have a great takeaway from today. It's been my pleasure to talk with all of you. I know you can do it. You've got it. And I would love to help you. I'm at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. And I wish you a great rest of the day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.